I was not prepared for that takeoff. Me neither. Ma'am, I apologize for screaming at the top of my lungs. What? A free magazine. What? I have got to read this interview with Don Chiedel. Oh, I love him. You know, that reminds me the other day I said to myself, I cannot think of a famous actress named Trish. You're kidding. That's my favorite name. What? Mine too. How have we never talked about this? To me, a woman named Trish is a woman you can count on. Really has her act together. Athletic, natural. Just real natural. And loves the holidays. Trish? At Christmas? Forget it. She gets everyone a gift. What about Halloween? Ah. Trish leaves a big pot of candy for the kids. Yeah. Because she trusts. <laughs> She'd be out with her girlfriends. Country dancing. Well, she has a natural sense of rhythm. <laughs> She'd have one ear double pierced and the other just single. Once when I was applying for a job at Talbot's, I told him my name was Trish. <laughs> well, remember when I was in that hit and run in that lady path? Uh-huh. Her name was Trish. Really? Yeah. Trish loses one of her ears in a twister, but not her hearing. She's a storm chaser. Her mom does not want her to be. Well, their relationship is tough. Mm. Trish has always wanted to be a portrait photographer. She loves people. She would always say, a person's face is a lot about how they look. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Trisha's favorite number? Four. Four. Her favorite animal? Ten. Trisha's favorite movie? Oh, the Short rain. circuit. Oh. <laughs> and then she said, you know what, skin cancer? You are not going to take me. Because I'm going to take my own life. And she did. She jumped off that cliff near her house on the cape. Dove right into the water, hitting every rock on the way. And now, there's a beautiful spirit out there in the ocean. And you know what her name is? It's Trash! <laughs> I think something that is a wonderful activity to do in the middle of a pandemic is to make up fictitious people in your head talk about them with your friend and create an entire narrative of their whole life. What do you think, Colin? I, I think it's it's a great way to recap a season of Drag Race, <laughs> to put a bunch of uh, grown adults on television into the characters of um, suburban <laughs> teachers and students and crossing guards and lunch ladies. Moms. Yeah. Moms. Nolly's mom. Oh, my God. Nolly's mom. You know, we've done it for a lot of people on Drag Race. We did it to Alexis Mateo. We've Mm -hmm. done it for Mama Queen. Mrs. Mateo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, and then obviously the little sister of Vanjie, right? Yep. Um, Yep. Oh, I mean, and like the reality is like we we could we could play this game with like any of the casts. Mm -hmm. Like that could be a bonus episode. I'm sure some people are like, Oh, for God's sake, I'm not going to listen to that. But some people would want to hear it. I, we could just like literally like do one episode. and like, okay, if season six, if the Queens of season six were like employees, like they all worked at an Applebee's. What is what's the story? You know, <laughs> which one would shop at Talbot's that nuance yes. from Barb and star. That's what Mary's. That's what this clip of the week is from is Barb and star. And we were called out, uh, called in, I should say by, uh, yeah. a Mary on Twitter, uh, saying that, you know, basically uh, last week was Colin and Johnny 
basically talking about Trish for an hour uh, because yeah. of our discussions uh, and making up scenarios of, of who these people are, which I'm, you know what? It's what we do. And, uh, it's a <laughs> and huge it brings compliment. us joy. It, it is. It's a yeah. huge compliment. <laughs> and that was one of the, the first things I had heard about Barb and Star. Someone else had, had said, oh, like, you should really see Barb and Star. All I can say is the whole Trish conversation <laughs> is very you and Johnny. And I was like, okay. I mean, absolutely. And I love, I think it's, I, it is such a fun game because it's like there really is no limit to it. You know, right. you can start with someone's appearance and then you can go any direction that you want. You, all of a sudden you're talking about their childhood. <laughs> you're talking about their parents. Well, you're inventing Mary, a cousin, you know? Yes. And we, t- we, we do that this week on, on the only Mary's episode with the bodega cat guy. Uh, you know, we talk about his dresser furniture or not dresser oh. furniture, his bedroom furniture. Um, yeah. Much like Bobby <laughs> Cannavale's dresser. Yes! Yeah. Yeah, and we did it to Bobby, Bobby Cannavale. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's rare that 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 type of conversation between us spills onto the main feed, but I believe it lives. Yeah. It really does live in our Matreon recaps of, and discussions of movies. Yeah, I agree. So it's like if you if you hate when we do that, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just keep it free skate, girl. But if you like it. Uh, you know, put a Patreon on it, you know, and check it out. Totally. Um, totally. Yeah, it is. It is very much because I think it's also, you know, beyond just like this sounding like a Patreon ad. I what it brings me back to is also like as a kid playing with Legos and action figures and God willing Barbies and creating narratives with them and playing make believe with my friends. Like this is also to kind of quote, and obviously this is more of a Matreon thing, but anyone watching Drag Race UK to kind of pull from Lawrence Cheney in the most recent episode saying that like whenever I'm being creative, I'm really being that little mm. boy version of myself. When we're doing this, the version of me that's playing this game with you is the same version of me that was eight years old creating stories with action figures. Yes, you know? and now we just have an adult perspective and experience mm-hmm. of people and observations, right? Right. Yeah, and right. you know, and 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 just to remind everybody, since that that's the theme this week, is like, you know, the pandemic shut things down and it shut emotions down, and I don't know, I like why not escape in a podcast with your friend uh, mm-hmm. and and make up scenarios about people you've never met, um, yeah, and, that are kind, you know, for the most part, <laughs> right? Because I think the thing that I like the most about the like RuPaul Charles Junior High is that it's not socially distanced learning, like it's. <laughs> Everyone's in the classroom together. Like, it's this fantasy world where, like, we don't have to have plexiglass between the desks. Oh, but Mary, go with me for a second. Who in RuPaul Charles High would, you know, in the staff meeting, forget to unmute themselves when they're talking? (laughs) Oh, oh, that's a great question. Like, who are they like, oh, Mrs. Mrs. Blank, Mrs. Blank, you're... You're muted. We we can... (laughs) I mean, I I kind of like the idea of it being Utica and that she's like... (laughs) singing to herself like she's singing the theme from mama's family while making a tuna fish sandwich you mrs you we could if you could just we can hear you oh you're going the opposite okay okay because i'm thinking who is it that is talking and their mouth is moving but they're still muted oh who's muted oh i see what you mean i feel like i would say you know maybe mrs aman because she's been teaching for such a long time in person she's not ready to learn how to teach across zoom so she's just she's talking like all the chat is blowing up mrs i mrs i we can't hear you and she's like i know and i'm out of this school in three months so learn how to read lips kids I'm a bad B and you're going to lip read it. Right. Yeah. And you're going to lip read it. 
And you're going to see it, <laughs> but you're not going to hear it. Because lip reading is what? Fundamental. <laughs> I was just lip syncing the word fundamental because, you know, <laughs> nothing like a visual joke. <laughs> On a podcast, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, use the boys; they're men. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I do think that yes, Mrs. Amon would forget to uh, unmute when she's talking, and then she would finally see. Oh, oh, she'd uh, you know unmute herself, and then it would be thirty seconds to a minute of her you know apologizing and complaining about the Zoom format, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like the problem is this Zoom. I got it. You know. I'm- <laughs> This is this is ridiculous. I mean, what is that? Why, what are we doing here? Like, oh, she. I'm not saying Mrs. Amon is an anti-masker. Or oh anything. no 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 no. But she has less patience for this. Yeah. For the Zoom thing. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Zoom room in the parlor in the pool room. Um. I. Uh. Back to Trish. Right. Uh. I felt seen. I felt attacked. Oh, I felt yeah. loved all at once. <laughs> And this is so much, I feel like, I know, like, we've kind of talked about, like, you know, if we were to do drag, like, what's the inspiration? I know for for me, like, I've always thought, like, Barbara Please is a real estate agent in New Jersey in the 90s. And Mm. so, like, this is as close. I mean, there's probably other, there's probably actually a drag queen where that's her persona. But, like, this kind of suburban drag, this is, like, this is so correct for me. Like, this is exactly what I would do. That's sure. exactly what I would wear, you know? <laughs> sure. Yeah, it wouldn't be what I wore, but uh, cause no, I'm more you're... of a, a May Mortabito, a, a more Mona mm-hmm. Lisa Vito. I work mm-hmm. at a hair salon, but also at my dad's garage, you know? Yeah, um, I feel like the hair salon that you work at and the and the dress barn that I work at are in the same strip mall, though. Oh, for sure. And we go to the food court together. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And maybe there's like a the shop right has like a hot food bar that sometimes we go to. Oh, OK. Because I was going to say maybe, um, you know, every now and then we 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 decide that we're going to be really bad and go to Chick-fil-A and like shame ourselves the entire time. Oh, the whole time we're sitting in the drive through line. We're like, I can't believe I'm doing this. What am I doing? Uh, I don't need God. these waffle fries. <laughs> Uh, My thighs and, don't need these waffle fries. And, you know, it's like, I love I love the gays. I love the gays. And I don't oh, know why I, I'm eating here. But Yeah, what am I doing I'm here? here. And, and then it's, yeah, I love the gays. I've got this Adam Lambert CD in my car. <laughs> my son is gay. <laughs> yeah, my son's gay. Both of them are gay. I'm gay. <laughs> I'm gay for God's sake. My husband's definitely gay. I opened the and closet then, one day. I said, these are not my dildos. Yeah. And then, you know, finally it's like you're fed up and then it's like you turn abruptly out of the drive through line and you're like, yeah. no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing Peel it. Peel out of there. Like, that's it. And We're you yell to Jimmy something. John's. Yeah. You yell something at the drive through window as you're passing. Like, gay right. rights. Gay, yeah. Yeah. Gay rights. Just gay rights. Gay rights. But like, but like the window's still up yeah. and then I have to like stop and like roll it down and back. I said, gay rights. <laughs> What's that, uh, ma'am? And then somebody in the line honks and that's it. Right, right. And then I just like <laughs> getting startled. Like, oh, oh, okay, I'm going. Okay, I'm gonna, okay we leave. I got to leave. Just go, just go. Leave. They got the idea. Just go. Uh, and then I call up Barbara, please, on my, you know, Windstar telephone in the car. Yeah. Yeah. You hit the little button in the steering wheel that just like. I did it. Barbara, I did it. I I showed them. (laughs) So you mean you didn't get the fries. Okay. So what do you want from Jimmy John's? Oh, so we're not getting (laughs) Chick-fil-A. 
Uh, anyway, uh, Marys, we uh, are here to talk about this COVID special. And by talk about this COVID special, mm, not really talk about it at yeah. all. Um, you know, in that we haven't talked about it at all yet, and we've talked about Barb and Star, uh, <laughs> that should give you some indication of how much we have to say about the COVID special. Yes, uh, we do have things to say, but before we say them, let's first tell our Marys what they're listening to. Well, they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. Which is, of course, our BDPD little podcast dedicated to all things draggy, cleany, campy, and queer. I'm Johnny, and my lips are not orange. And I'm Colin, and uh, shit's crazy, right? It's crazy. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy, right? This COVID thing, I mean, everyone was just, like, freaking out. Like... <laughs> Really? Were they? I remember. I was there. Sorry. My, my complaint at the top of the episode, I do not need a documentary about what COVID was like a year ago. Mm. I have to get that out of my system now. Yeah, because it's still going on, right? Right, right. Like, I remember there was at some point early where they were like, you know, well, then the news, you know, then it came out that, you know, there were cases in the U.S. and everyone was just freaking out. And I'm like, we are not at a point of, like, this being a thing we look back on like we haven't reached the vantage point yet to look back on like with real clear eyes of like what it was like yeah i mean if i'm gonna play not play devil's advocate but to just uh push back uh you know just to pile on you know female fight club um sure. i <laughs> i Never. Yeah. <laughs> there you go um if i don't say it yeah it, i just worry that people don't know it's a it's a bridesmaids reference oh, i'm it not is, talking yes. about beating a woman up no, i just no. it is a bridesmaids reference it's a bride yeah. rate yes yes we do correct. really make an assumption here when we make that joke that people don't think we're really talking about beating someone up no no <laughs> it's female fight club female fight club yeah. right uh yes um so i Back in March and April, and for some people even February, like so much was not known. It was like, you know, this lives on surfaces. This is, you know, it. you, you can't do this. You, you, uh, stay in your yeah. house. Shelter in place. Just even that phrase of sheltering oh, phrase. in place, right? If I never hear that phrase again. Honestly. It was, it was, it was, it was a, a trauma, Mary. And so I do think though, when they, when they, shut everything down and didn't know how they were going to film again there that is something to look back on i mean i'm not saying i think it i think all of this is worth looking back on it just feels like to me i guess it's like i could see there like we've talked about kind of the what is it the um the assassination of season 12 yes like, like talking about there being a documentary about the experience of being you know, going through season 12 and obviously everything that happened from Sherry to COVID. Mm. Um, and like, to me, that feels long enough ago that I want to see a documentary about it. But like the experience of filming season 13, I guess I'm just like, I don't like, I'm, I think it's good to tell this story, but I could hear this in like a year or two, you know? Interesting. I, I didn't mind that they told it similar to the UK version. I was kind of like, yeah, what was, what is behind the scenes? What was this? Was RuPaul wearing a mask off when the cameras were off or, you know, what, like the judges and, uh, and all of, all of the behind the scenes, um, stuff that this documentary showed off, showed us. I, at first I was like, okay, there's no new information. And then towards the end I was like, oh, okay, now I'm starting to see kind of what they did and all of the things. <clears throat> 
<clears throat> just even considering season 13's experience of having to go shopping, right? That was interesting. I think when it got to those those kind of unique things that you don't think about. I was like, okay, that's an interesting context. Um, yeah, and the context of even like, oh my God, I'm hanging out with people without a mask right now. And then when I go back to my hotel room, I don't have a phone or a computer, but I am watching the news. And it's mm-hmm. and, and we all know that the news it does its job, right? And so it's going to show you the things that are going to keep you glued to the screen. And so I feel like uh, what they were watching was like, cases are rising. This is bad, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's interesting because I feel like they were filming over the summer and that's like, I feel like cases were like way down over the summer. And so it's... Uh, oh, I see. Well, there were spikes in the Midwest, right? I, I mean, I'm sure there were, you know, but it's just, it's uh, it's not like it was like Christmas time or like January when it just like went... Oh, you know, came back. again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's, you know, I think the elements that I found interesting were the kind of, the ones that were more... I guess more reflective of kind of the feelings of like, you know, uh, being isolated from people and then the experience of, oh, we can touch again. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can hug someone. Yeah. Oh, I can be shoulder to shoulder with someone. And like right. how that has become something we, we, you know, bristle against, you know, like the, it's this thing we've learned of like, oh, human contact. And oh, oh I, totally. I think that's a really interesting topic because like they are experiencing that in this documentary and like, I guess potentially we are all going to start experiencing that more this year, you know, as things open up again, fingers crossed and vaccinations and whatnot, um, where, oh, oh, that's something to like look forward to is like, you have to get used to, you know, not being afraid of people. Back then, Mary, could you imagine if you were experiencing this in like July? Like, you mean experiencing what? Like the, oh, the mask off and hugging your sisters, having conversations with people without a mask on performing in drag, getting up, you know? I mean, yeah, certainly I it's I think there's that other element of like all of this being so new that like, yeah, July was different from December. December is different from February. Like this is still like it continues to evolve. I mean, even, you know, in terms of what they know about, like if you've had COVID, how long the antibodies are supposed to last you. I mean, initially it was like they had no idea. Then they said it's probably about three months. Now I've seen it's more like eight months or longer. The only reason they don't know if it's longer is because the fucking thing hasn't been around long enough to test, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like. You know, I mean, as someone who who got COVID back in March and, you know, at least since the last time I got tested a couple months ago, still had antibodies, you know, there's there's that experience, too, of like it's a very it was a very different experience to go through 2020 having antibodies. I'll say that. (laughs) Please welcome to the stage. Antibodies. Yeah. (laughs) More like antibody. I'm more like antibody. Yeah. Yeah. Stop relying on those antibodies. <laughs> oh God, the amount is, of uh, the amount of like uh, dating app profiles that claim to be vaccinated, claim to have uh-huh. antibodies. Uh-huh. Oh God, I have seen that fully vaccinated. Vaccinated is the new on prep. You know, oh, wow, um, wow. And I mean, certain in a tongue-in-cheek way, but also in a real way. I think like. I oh, think people sure. are kind of like shaming that of like, oh my God, these guys in Grindr now are like oh, saying that they're I'm, vaccinated. I'm not shaming that. And I know I, you're not. Yeah. There's, there's two things to that. One is like, just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean you can't get or spread COVID, right? But then two, 
just because you're vac- you say you're vaccinated doesn't mean that you're vaccinated. Because I'm just kind of like, wait a minute, all of you on here are vaccinated? Yeah, like, how what did is that your happen? existing condition? Yes, right, yeah. Right. How old are yeah. you? It yeah, says you're you- 31. <laughs> right. You look really good for 66 and above, sis. <laughs> you look like you're super healthy right now. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, although I do know that, uh, you know, having HIV is obviously like a pre existing condition. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, if they're putting in their profile that they're negative on prep and right. fully vaccinated, it's just like, girl, how are you yeah. vaccinated? Yeah. What was your reason? <laughs> is it true, Mary, that they are vaccinating smokers in New Jersey? Oh, I don't know. I I, I haven't Light been keeping up. up with. Yeah, right. I was like, well, uh, please welcome to the stage, Virginia Slim. Um, please welcome to the COVID line, Virginia Slim. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I haven't been keeping up with kind of like the eligibility because I know that I don't really have anything you know, to kind of like, I'm, I'm so like, it's when you're boarding the plane. Like I am like section six, I'm by the bathroom in the back, you know? Right. Um, and I'm also like, well, I, I'm, I need to get another, uh, test, but I, I'm kind of hoping these antibodies are still working for me because the goal would be to just, you know, keep relying on those antibodies till I can get a vaccine to coast through the competition, like sister, mm-hmm. sister. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm just trying to coast. Yeah. I'm just trying to stay under the radar or Ellie. I think Ellie was accused of co- coasting on UK. Yeah. 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 Or Bianca um, Del Rio. Yeah. I, I thought that it was very interesting in this documentary about the experience of having those confessionals with a screen and it made so I actually really like knowing this information because mm-hmm. the, the the confessionals did seem a little bit this season have seemed a little bit right. Like it's just like lacking in some way. Yeah. I mean, it definitely that sort of stuff like is always going to be interesting to me. That sort of behind the scenes of like, so how did the confessionals work? You know, because how they are put into the show, it's all it's all completely constructed. You know, like we're seeing these queens reflect on something that happened earlier in the day or yesterday as if it, or yeah. yesterday as if it's happening now and they're wearing clothes they've been wearing all you know for months every time they do these confessionals like the the way that these confessionals in real life play with time and play with reality um it's it gets like interesting to see how they like how they come together and so for there to be this added element of like there wasn't even another producer in the room like having this conversation with the queens it makes those confessionals even more interesting as something so removed from the way we actually see them in the show you know so fun fact qvc or hsn uh my my good friends in la are obsessed with those channels and they like watch Mm -hmm. them like when they're you know doing chores or cooking or whatever. They just put it on because they're fascinated by the fact that it is basically 24 hours live theater. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like these are people that are trained to not stop talking. Right. And so they hear things. If you watch it long enough, you will hear insane things come out of these people's mouths. But the other mm-hmm. thing that is fascinating about it is that no one is in the room with them. They are being filmed uh, remotely. Yeah, I've heard that they're just like alone in a studio, uh, you know, taking calls from, you know, these these folks around the country, you know, calling in about the Quacker Factory, you know, pajama set that they just ordered. Sure. And but like otherwise, yeah, there's no one there. There's no camera person. There's no one. It's uh, it's fascinating. It is. I mean, I feel like you could do a variation of like a, a stage show of that. Like, mm. you know, sort of how there's like what's that one about Barbara Streisand's basement? Like, you know, buyer and seller. <laughs> 
but it's really like a QVC host. <laughs> oh, Mary, that, that reference. Oh, sending me. <laughs> Uh, I know, <laughs> gay man. Yeah. Um, but but so just knowing that these queens are talking to a screen, I think is really fascinating. And the other thing that is totally relatable um, is that they are talking to people that they have, and and sharing and crying with people that they have mm-hmm. m- not met in person, or if yeah. they have met them in person, they're covered up with a face shield and a mask. And that is very relatable to me as somebody that's new to the city. Cause there are people on my board that I've never met in person. There are people in this chorus that I've not met without a mask on, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's jarring. It, there's, there's a, there's a, a loss of humanity through those barriers, through those masks. It's much like going out on Halloween, right? Where you meet somebody on Halloween and it's like, can you take your mask off? Or oh, you know what? It's more like it's when you when you meet somebody for the first time and they're wearing sunglasses. It's just yes. jarring. It's jarring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a it's a major indicator that, you know that we read from a person that's being blocked. And I think um, that was interesting in in the documentary that like yeah, there's a lot of these crew members and that we just never really saw what they looked like, but we were interacting with them every day. Mm. And it's uh, yeah, I I find that to be like sort of a variation that topic but when people take pictures even if it's selfies if they take a picture while wearing the mask i'm like what is the point of this picture oh i feel like either they're in a place where they can't take the mask off or very much so they are signaling to people that they're wearing a mask and they're being good kind of thing because it's like i'm seeing pictures of like somebody like outdoors clearly not in the middle of a pack of people and i'm like well, like, then don't take the picture. Like, I don't know. I just. I guess the I, way I, to assume is like, oh, I guess they're not feeling well. <laughs> I get yeah, it. Just to me, it's more of like the whole point of taking a picture is like if you're in it is to capture you in the picture. And so if 80 percent of your face is covered, I'm like, well, I don't know. Why did like, why don't why don't you just not take the picture? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I hear you, Mary. And I, I always look for all the alternatives, right? All the other scenarios that it could be. And it could be that they just want to document the fact that they're wearing a mask and that that's what they're doing during this time is that when they are out alone, they are still wearing their mask, despite, you know, what uh, the CDC and, and other scientists scientists are seeing. Um, yeah. That, well, here you know, I am just tossing pans of brownies out the window at them. What is that reference? Brownie points. Oh. <laughs> They're sharp brownies. <laughs> they have points on them. <laughs> oh, God. Um, uh, Duncan Hines? No, Mary, B- Betty Crocker. Um, yeah. uh, no, uh, N19. <laughs> N95. Yeah. <laughs> 3M. <laughs> I, yes. I, uh, so anyway, that's kind of what I see. And I, you know, I, I try not to focus on it too much because I do know that when I'm on social media, that. You know, feelings are running wild in my head and it actually doesn't matter. You know, I know you're right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's I mean, I'm I'm railing on people who are spending too much time on Twitter and I am, you know, I am both pot and kettle here. Like I I spend too much time on Twitter and and social media and the and it's not real. And um, yeah, sometimes it does feel performative. And I'm like, what what do you get? Like, it's so I mean. Shouldn't well, get into this, but it's yeah. just so bizarre. Like this is a health crisis, and yet as time has evolved, I feel like that has. I think of COVID less as a health situation and more of a political situation or a socio-political situation. You know what I mean? Like it's 
well, it's evolved, you know? Yeah. And you know what? I think it's really be- going to evolve to is a mental health situation. And I think that's uh, a, a uh-huh. real discussion that we're going to have to have because at the end of the day, like, yeah, because of the socio-political implications of this virus, plus the, the physical healths of this virus, it will all inform the mental health aspects of it that are to come. Every, every like scientist or, or, or medical professional that I've spoken to has told me, cause you know, I, I run a choir for God's sakes. We're going to be the mm-hmm. last thing that opens right. up. Um, Talk about the last row of the airplane. Yeah. Exactly. And so when, um, but so I talk to these folks and they're like, look, anything you can do to create community right now is going to be better in the long run. And even if people are bitching about it or not getting much out of virtual community stuff right now, I mean, I even think about our podcast, right? Even whatever we can do to stay connected in some way during this is going to help us in the long run in terms of mental health, because that is Mm -hmm. the last thing, not only that we're going to talk about as a country, but also the last thing that this country ever even fucking talks about. Well, yeah, it's not like we were ever good at it in the first place. (laughs) Exactly. And, and it's now become, I mean, that's just, I think for any, as I, I'm aware, I think some of my, my, you know, lockdown frustration is coming through. And certainly there's that like, Oh God, am I going to get some like shitty tweet about this? But it's like, I think my frustration with all of this is, you know, is coming from the fact that like, it just feels like there's a, there's such a blindness to the mental health implications here. And I think like there, I just feel like there's been no actual response to that other than suck it up. Mm-hmm. And, or oh like, yeah. Do your part. Or like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like, well, you know, can't you just watch an Instagram live of somebody? Isn't that enough human interaction for you? And it's like, no, that's not what this is fucking about. Like, yeah. it's, you know, like lonely people watch people on TV alone in their living room every fucking day. Does that mean that they've had actual human interactions? No. <laughs> and I just think that, like, that's what gets under my skin is, like, we are we are acting as if, like, this abstinence thing doesn't have its own uh, like extreme implications. Oh, completely. I mean, it goes back to the taboo of taking a mental health day. The fact that mm-hmm. a mental health day doesn't count as a sick day, right? Um, mm-hmm. At least in this country, um, you know, is is horrifying to me because it is yeah. absolutely real. And you want me to be productive at work? Like, talk about like whether I have a broken finger or I'm sad. You know? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Either way, nothing's getting done today. <laughs> So, like, so yeah, no, it is certainly going to need to be a discussion. Um, uh, hopefully, that we're going to be able to have within our communities because I, I certainly don't think that we're going to be able to do it as a country. Um, no, because of because of the rhetoric that's already been spewed of of just the stigma of yeah of of poor mental health or being quote unquote depressed or crazy or oh just run more. It's like yeah, mm-hmm. I will say from personal experience that going outside and getting sunlight and and uh, lots of oxygen, right? And breathing and, and going for a jog and whatever. Like, yes, it does help, but it doesn't help. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Oh, totally. Like, you're you're definitely bailing water out of the boat, but doesn't mean you're not still sinking. It's it's yeah. a it's it's part of the 
it's part of the formula, right, to help, mm -hmm. right, to get moving, yeah. to get outside, uh, to eat better, right? Like, as I know that when I'm eating certain foods, like, they're actually, I think they're helping me, but they're not really helping me in my mental health, you know? Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's it's getting more aware of, you know, the body as a machine, you know, and that mental health is, is as much as it's an emotional, psychological experience, it's also, like, pure physical chemistry in the same mm. way that, like... You know, certain foods are, you know, like the whole butt, you know, gut brain, but butt brain, gut brain connection. Like there is that element, too, of like, I think having to navigate our mental health more these days is like you do have to be mindful of what you're eating. It's not just about putting on the COVID-19. It's about like McDonald's is going to make you depressed. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe, maybe not, depending on your disposition, but like certainly getting just getting nutrients and getting uh, minerals, right, that that do mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I know I'm, I, you know, it's kind of like a Noom type of situation or discussion right now, that app Noom, but like, yeah, very, sponsor. Yeah. but like there are, there's, there's connections between your hormone levels and cortisol yeah. levels and everything yeah. with, with your health. Um, it, it, that's not just like fake science. Um, it's, it's, it's like science, science, uh, yeah, COVID like science. science. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I do worry about what the next step is. And I think about these drag race girls and, um, you know, another thing that came out of the, the, the documentary, I'll call it, um, was that like, this was a lot for them to do. And they got to do it. They're very fortunate. They're they're blessed. And you can tell kind of like why maybe they didn't eliminate people, uh, why there's a double save, why the, mm -hmm. the, the thing is going on longer, because they, they, they went through a lot to be there and are going through a lot as they're filming. So like there's the added stress of being in the competition and there's the added stress of, well, I don't want to go back out there. <laughs> Right, right. The idea of staying in the competition is like way more than getting a hundred thousand dollars. It's mm. like, please don't send me back. Please don't like yeah. let me stay in this bubble. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I've also I because I feel like there've been like lots of sort of theories or conversations because season thirteen is is going to be like sixteen episodes. Like it's going to be a very long season, and uh, because in in uh, Amazon Prime this episode it comes up as season thirteen episode seventeen. Um, so it was like, oh, okay, so there's going to be, we're getting this, there's going to be 16 here. Um, and one of oh. our Marys had, had messaged me and said, apparently it's going to be 16 episodes. So, I see. uh, and so I feel like the other reason may be, I've heard that be is because celebrity drag race was canceled. And so they needed to kind of fill four oh, episodes interesting. slots. Um, so I wonder if maybe there'll be like a two part reunion or something oh. like that, you know? Okay. Maybe. Yeah. I, I did question why they didn't put this either at the front or the end of the season and why they're putting it in the middle. Um, mm. It's, it, yeah, it's, a, it's interesting, interesting placement, yeah. you know, right before yeah. snatch game, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah. I, it's not that I think that one would be better than the other and obviously spoilers and whatnot, but like, why is it in the middle um, or, yeah. or like right before the reunion, you know? Um, it, yeah. It seems like a sort of arbitrary place to have this episode. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and I've heard other people, I, I think this is way more of a stretch, but like people saying, oh, that they're trying to stretch out season 13 so that they can have a live finale. That's like, I don't think that's how the real world works. Like, I don't think they can kind of 
play with time like that. Of like, oh, can we get another episode in this season? We still can't have a live finale. Like, mm. th- I think they have to have this figured out a little bit earlier than that. You know, I don't think they're going to have a live finale. Um, no, I don't either. Yeah. yeah, I think that maybe All Stars could, but All Stars never does. So, um, right. yeah, no, I, I, I don't think that's in the cards. I think live finale or live shows maybe in August, right? Um, yeah, that's when I don't that know. will we'll start again. Yeah, because it's like the Golden Globes are this weekend. I'm sure the Oscars are probably going to be like some similar affair. Like, I yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if like all of the major kind of awards and like like live events of the year, yeah, maybe don't happen until the fall. Right. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it would be weird if they all bunched them together, but uh, you know, who knows? You know. Yeah. Um, They're mostly all vaccinated anyway. All those celebrities, right? I just well, I was going like, to say, right? God, yeah. The more money you have, the more money you have. God, there is that. There is that priority line. Yeah. Uh, wow. Wow. It's just a lot of airplane references to today. Yeah. What do you mean? Um, oh, I feel like this sort of back of the plane. Oh, I line. see. Sure. I think it's because Trish like, just, on the plane. Yeah. Trish on the plane. Yeah. I also just binged the flight attendant on HBO. Oh, I haven't and, seen it. Is it? Good? Oh my God! It's so good. Oh my god, it's so good. There's so many women in it. Rosie Perez is in it. Oh my god, it's so Oh, I good. love Rosie Perez. Okay. She's great. You give good mouth. Oh, yeah, she's fabulous in it. Callie Cuoco is way better than I than I would have given her credit given my deep hatred of the Big Bang Theory. So, oh. She she's really good in it. <laughs> well, Mary, uh let's keep talking about this um COVID special, but before we do, we're going to take a quick little break. Okay. You know what I love? What's that, Mary? I love therapy. Oh, you love her. Love her and need her. Can't get enough of her, which is why we love BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed professional therapist safely and privately. You can be matched with someone within 24 hours. Tinder wishes. And with phone or video sessions available, scheduling a session is as easy as ordering a pizza. And I do love pizza. I also love that you can send a message to your counselor at any time and actually get a response. And if you want to change counselors, no problem. It's both free and easy. BetterHelp is available worldwide, and their counselors are licensed and trained in everything from depression and anxiety to grief, relationships, sleep, self-esteem, and more. There are so many people using BetterHelp right now. They've recruited more counselors in all 50 states. It's more affordable than traditional in-person talk therapy, and there's even financial aid available if you need. Marys, if you're interested in trying BetterHelp, get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash allrightmary, and that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. That's right. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. And again, that's H-E-L-P. Mary, I wonder about this COVID special and the impact that Drag Race and WoW Presents Plus uh, wanted to have, or World of Wonder, wanted to have on the fandom. Is Was the effect to create more kind of compassion for the queens? Was it to just kind of show like this was really hard? Was it um, more of just, you know, kind of a an, an interesting 
behind the scenes look. It seemed very kind of put together, almost scripted in many ways. So it was certainly yeah. thought out. It wasn't kind of thrown together like the UK one. Um, so mm-hmm. I do wonder what was the purpose of this and what do you think the effect is going to be? I I do think one of the purposes of it is that it's or the reasons why it exists is because there is an opportunity for it to exist. You know, I feel like this falls sort of, you know, think of the credo of RuPaul is like, hey, it's kind of like branding. It's like, hey, if within all this, there's also an opportunity to do a documentary about the filming of this, do like, you know, this sort of uber untucked of season 13. Mm. I mean, this is just creating more like you know, diversifying the the drag race brand and diversifying what it's putting out and, you know, what it could get awards for. Um, I, I Do I think it has anything to do with, like, creating compassion for the queens? No, I think... Uh, I mean, I think it does. I think it, it does ultimately do that. It does kind of give them a certain kind of, like, credit, in a, you know, and a certain recognition that I think we also kind of had for season 12 in terms of their season coming out at the beginning of COVID. Mm. I think there was naturally a bit of like, oh man, imagine trying to promote the season right now when you can't even tour. Um, so I feel like there there is kind of naturally that, but um, to me, it just seemed like an opportunity. It just seemed like, hey, like let's, let's do a documentary about this experience because uh, people would be interested in that. And I, um, I, I, I agree with you. And I think that they missed some opportunities because I, I kind of wanted real behind the scenes. I thought RuPaul was greatly missing from this experience. And I, and I understand that it's about putting the Queens first and I really respect that. And it's also RuPaul kind of hiding in many ways, but also I, I, I wanted to see RuPaul's experience. I wanted to see yeah. the the meetings that were happening. I wanted to see how all that was. Like, what? where was RuPaul when all this was going down? What was she going through? And I, maybe that's none mm-hmm. of my business, but, like, that would have been something to show on set. Like, I did love, like, the footage of, you know, the unseen footage of RuPaul kind of joking with the queens and whatnot. But that was still RuPaul with the queens. And it was still being filmed. Mm-hmm. I, I just wanted... To see RuPaul with Raven. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. where was that stuff? I agree. I felt like there, and, and it's just that, that kind of evolution of RuPaul's involvement where it's like, he's, yeah, I, I would have loved to see RuPaul's, you know, thoughts on this, you know, kind of how he's dealt with, you know, isolation, what that looked like for him, like what his perspective on all this is. Like, I keep thinking about that moment in Drag Race UK when he was like, and by the way, the world is ending right now. The world mm-hmm. is ending. And it's like, I want to hear, like, even if you don't, like some people don't want to, you know, don't really subscribe to kind of the, you know, guru. And I still want to hear it. Like, I, I think there's still enough good in there, even if some of it's psychobabble. Some of it I still think it's worth hearing of like, what does, you know, 60-something-year-old RuPaul who's been through a lot, who, I mean, I, I don't want to make the kind of, gross not gross but kind of like broad connection between like covid and the hiv aids crisis but there is something about like hearing from someone who's lived through you know uh another health crisis in the the united states and just i'm always interested in hearing like how how does this feel different because there is messages of abstinence and there is questions of how this is getting spread and there are stigmas that are getting created about certain communities throughout this experience there are clearly through lines and I guess it would be interesting to hear from someone like RuPaul 
if he's seeing those through lines. You know what I mean? Oh, I got to tell you for sure. I mean, it's uh, you can't talk about that connection on Twitter because it's too nuanced. It's not black I, and white I, enough. I, um, yep, but I know. But we, we we're, we're in a podcast right now. Um, I the the intergenerational aspect of my work and my organization allows me to have some of those conversations. And yes, there are people that, uh, you know, lived through the eighties that are finding the connections. I don't think they're, it's not like the, the easy make it's the finding. No, because, but there certainly is a similarity. The difference for like a gay chorus, right? Because I just interviewed, uh, the conductor of my organization, throughout the AIDS crisis from 1982 to like 1992 he conducted and mm-hmm. you know one of one of his experiences was uh bringing the choir to sing at funerals like almost every mm. week yeah um and you know that that's chilling that is bone chilling to know that this chorus was singing at the funerals of its members for yeah the greater part of a decade right and mm-hmm. um the other thing that kind of came to light, though, is that like the the choir for now for the pandemic got stopped completely short, and that's a huge difference. Whereas then, yeah. like people could still kind of get together, but they knew what was going on. Um, but there are connections in terms of misinformation, in terms of fear, in terms of how do you keep the party going, how do you keep things going. Um, I, it. But it is very different at the same time. But I think it's worth mm. talking about those the emotions that are similar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, totally. It's not you know you can't sum it up in two hundred and eighty characters on Twitter. But it's like exactly to that point of like emotional experiences, ways in which it's like you know things like you know being together. Like I think there's there's obviously a big difference between you know. COVID and HIV and how they spread. And I'm, I'm aware of all that. Um, I know. <laughs> just just I know. so you know. <laughs> just so you know. I know there's a difference, but I think uh, ways in which I think there are themes of isolation and obviously abstinence and, and you know, being afraid of each other. And I think to, to not kind of talk about how those experiences may feel similar is missing out, I think, on a, on a good conversation to have. Yeah. Yeah, friends dying, I mean, family members mm-hmm. dying, like all of that yep. is under the same umbrella tree, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There are there are similarities, and it's okay to say that there are. Um, so it's it's hard on Twitter. It, Twitter's just, you know, it's the wild, I wild know. west, you know? <clears throat> yeah, it's just sort of the running theme is like, well, you know, but on Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> there's a real conversation, and then there's that conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, it is very interesting. It's interesting to hear uh, celebrities talk about Twitter culture too, like a Monet Exchange and a Bob, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and and even Lady Bunny. I know they had a, a recent episode of Ebony and Irony. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting because their experience too, like they almost are three levels up, looking down in many ways. Yeah, right, right. Like I think you know, and that's probably also sort of in line of like why I want RuPaul's point of view on things for example is like i want to hear from people who who have years of experience before the internet for example mm-hmm. like i think that point of reference is is helpful to kind of like the internet has changed the way the world functions and thinks and speaks and so i think it helps to kind of have people who like had many decades of not experiencing that mm-hmm. you know yeah completely um 
yeah, I, th- uh, you know, it was one of those weeks where it's like, okay, what are we going to talk about on Sunday? And it was, you know, yeah. we're like, well, we'll talk about COVID a little bit. We'll air out some frustration. Little COVID yeah. special. Yeah. Yes. Can't keep a Mary down. You know, I mean, and uh, if we're going to go on that theme, Mary, uh, and, you know, I know Drag Race did a lot of back padding on that documentary. And I think we can back pad ourselves and say, well, we kept, we kept podcasting even though we were depressed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like not for nothing, but the last year has been uh, not fun and there have been some rough patches. But I would say that it like it's like dealing with all of the mental health of, you know, effects of this. I think having having this as something that like is something I have to do every week, you know, mm-hmm. it's something that for or, or to show up for every week. Yes. And like, you know, to kind of put the energy in and like, you know, find things to celebrate and have a good time about. And like obviously hearing back from people like that has been very common feedback is like, you know, thank you for being part of like, you know, some voices that I needed to hear every week, just some sort of, inter- some sort of sense of like humans in my life every week. Oh yeah. Um, the sentiment is completely shared too. It's like, yeah. well, thank you for listening because that's why we're doing this, right? We're doing this to stay connected. Um, right. And it's, it's all we can, we have to do what we can to stay connected and everybody's way is, is different. But I do think that what, my gut is to coil in and to hide and to be depressed Mm -hmm. and to eat and to sit. And I have to resist that urge because it's actually in the long run, even though it feels good in the moment in the long run is not good. So yes, putting on a podcast, uh, listening to music, changing, changing what's going on inside, right? Because Mm -hmm. so much of what we were consuming between you know, March, April to, to even now, so much of what we are consuming and interacting with is in our heads. It's so, yeah. so bizarre. Well, and that's like, I mean, and that's like the, the other angle of like the fact we keep coming back to like Twitter and like the Twitter frustrations. It's like, well, actually my, my, my frustrations are the, the, the kind of iceberg of thoughts and feelings that I then feel and think from something I saw or read on Twitter, you know, mm-hmm. because Twitter is just content. It's just words and pictures and gifts, and I can just close it at any point and it doesn't exist anymore. Right. But it's like all of the things that it makes me think like that tweet I was getting all pissed off about. It's like, okay, whatever you can say that I don't have to react to it. I don't even have to look at it. Correct. But now it's got me feeling all these feelings and thinking all these things that now have nothing to do with that tweet or that person. Right. Know? Right. And that reminds you like of all the work that we have to do, you know? <laughs> right. And it's just like, Oh, like, like, I mean, I, there's that part of me that's like, if I hear one more person say, wear a mask, stay home, wash your hands, I'm going to, you know, uh, I'm going to dunk my head in this bowl of pudding, you know? And it's like, it's just because I just, it's like, I know, I know. I just don't want to have to keep being reminded that I'm in a pandemic. I know, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I walk outside, I'm reminded, I mean, yeah. And you know what? I will say this, like some people use the internet for escapism and some people don't. And, and it's okay that both exist. And I have to remember when I am interacting on the, you know, the digital platforms that I, that I have my way of interacting. It's very hard um, because mm-hmm. it is all in your head. And you are, and I, at least me, I am alone all day. You know, yeah. I have I have neighbors that, you know, don't want to share the elevator with me, and rightly so. Um, people, you know, n- literally people that are living four feet away from me right now that I cannot have a conversation with. Like that, that that's jarring, right? And yeah. so you have to find a way to be and to move forward when everything is saying you know, stay still or go back. And, and that's hard. Yep. 
Yeah, it's uh, and and I I just kind of try to remember in all of the contexts whether it's people at work or people on social media or myself or people out like in the supermarket. It's like we're all at different levels and some days are better than others. But I think it's fair to say that across the board in general, the majority of people are not having a great go of it at this point and are navigating at least some level of some depression or some level of frustration or anger or sadness. Like it'd be kind of surprising if everybody didn't at least have a few moments of that. And so like, I try to remember, you know, when I'm at work and sometimes I think like we're acting as if nothing's happening, we're acting as if it's business as usual and things are so busy and crazy. And like, I feel myself just getting to that point of like, this is nuts. This is so fucking stupid. Mm. Uh, Like I, like this we're this is crazy and it's like having to remember that like the other people i'm working with are maybe feeling the same way oh that, yeah like you know like yeah, it is it is crazy yeah. and we're just kind of doing this job right. and it's right. crazy yeah. and i think the difference is you know people's distress tolerance levels and some mm-hmm. have gone down for this pandemic some of uh, you know, people have gotten more resilient and stronger um it's very hard to be productive when you're going online and you're seeing how productive other people are being right and uh, and it's a just it's it's a very helpful reminder that the way people have used social media has not changed just because there's a pandemic so everybody yeah. is always going to be putting their best foot forward online that's just how it's going to mm-hmm. go. So oh, of course, yeah. if you go online and you're like, "Oh, I want other I want to see other people struggling to get through this right now." Like not everybody's talking about how they didn't shower for 3 days, right? Like right. that was that right. was back then in March and April. I think things are a little bit better now, and that's the hope. Yeah, there is it's funny. It's like I feel like Instagram is all about like showing you know, all the ways in which you're being productive and like your life's, you know, doing just fine. And then in Twitter is just like, well, time for another depression nap. You know, I'm going to pull this pizza over me and go to bed. Like there's that whole aesthetic and it's like neither of them are real. You know what I mean? There's Mm -hmm. also that too of like, there's that sort of like performative COVID depression as well. And so it's kind of like overall across the board, just assume none of it's real, you know? Yeah, assume none of it's real. Go play in the digital playground and and know that, you know, it it's what you make of it. If you, uh, I think one of our Marys even wrote into us, like, yeah, just make your Twitter feed all cat gifts, you know? Uh-huh. Oh, yes. The, the accounts that I have started muting and unfollowing, the curating that I am doing right now, because, you know, if I've got nothing better to do but but troll and scroll, not troll, I don't troll, but scroll all over Twitter, then like I should change what the content that I'm seeing and sure. stop complaining about it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I hear you on that, Mary. I, you know, I, 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 I think the point that I'll take away from this discussion is that, and I always remind myself, is no one is actually in their right mind right now. Everybody That's is under yeah, a little exactly. bit of stress, mm-hmm. a little bit of pressure, and it's it's very hard because there are some people that, you know, it, they were under pressure before all this began, right? And so, like, and not to say that like it makes my suffering more or less whatever, but it it just it it it's awful, and you just have to be rem- mindful of that and have a little bit of grace when it comes to okay, if somebody crosses the street when they see me, I have to I have to deal with that. I can't just complain about it because they are under stress too. They're very afraid. Right. Right. Like they are it. Everyone. Yes. Everyone's gone a little bit mad and like a lot of people are acting out of fear and it's not personal. And yeah, it's, 
It is, I mean, you know, I guess that is kind of the silver lining of all of this is that if you can get to that point of like kind of seeing it through that lens, it's like there is an opportunity to also like have a lot of compassion and a lot mm-hmm. of empathy. And like mm-hmm. now more than ever, there are opportunities to like practice compassion, which I know sounds like some bullshit woo woo, but it's like, it's, no. it, yeah. it's, it's like, no, I, you know, you can just hate on everybody and that'll, you know, that, that'll get you nowhere. Uh, it's kind of like there's this there's a quote from uh, grumpier old man when Burgess Meredith says you can crap in one hand and wish in the other and see which one gets full first. Wow. I think of that all the time. Wow. Oh, that's 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 real tea and disgusting. Real tea. Yeah. It's and disgusting. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I, it reminds Meredith me it reminds me of a, uh, a Bill Maher quote. And I know, you know, it's not popular like Bill Maher if you're on the left, but um, there's a really great quote uh, recently that he made, which is Ted Cruz is an example of or no. Ted Cruz is proof that shit can step in shit. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? Uh. Anyway, I you know, I, I think having compassion um, is a great tool right now and it's very hard. And it's something that we work at, right, to become really good at it. It's very hard. Um, And for me, and I'm just speaking personally about compassion. I think you are too, Mary. But um, because I don't want to be like sanctimonious about it. But uh, the other thing that that is helping me get through this, because I I think that was a theme kind of with uh, the COVID special um, to kind of bring it back to that COVID special and relating it to things. Um, You know, what... What is it that you do to get through this? Like, what is it that I have been doing to cope? And, you know, the easy answer is drugs, drinking, right? No, but I'm talking Mm -hmm. about, like, the things that actually are probably raising your mood. And going outside, for me, is, like, the number one thing. It's, It's either making sure that I ate something or going outside. Those are, the like, number one, did you eat? And then number two, go outside. Um, even if it is, you know, walk straight West young man. Right. And, and I, Mm -hmm. and and that's it. And then I do that for an hour and then I come back, right. Go outside, go outside. Even if it's cold, even if it's raining, I've been going outside. Yeah. It's raining right now. And I'm like, Oh, I don't want to go outside, but (laughs) the calls are coming from inside the house. I've, I've dealt with that for long before COVID, you know, I've dealt with mental health issues long before COVID and long really? after this shit's over. I know, oh, really? right? It's shocking. Yeah. Oh, really? I thought it you was... were perfect. Yeah. It, it, it never seemed like you ever had anxiety. Yeah, Mary. Um, I thought that you just did ayahuasca because you were bored. I, that's a, I, just, I just love the taste of it. I just wanted to, you know, it was a reason to go to South America. I thought, just nah. wanted to watch other people shit their brains out for oh, two weeks. it's my yeah. favorite. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, love oceanography. I love yeah, it. I, I love projectile <laughs> vomiting. I love it um, in the middle of the jungle. Yeah, uh, uh, I do think projectile it, vomiting is a very funny comedic hit. Beat. Oh yeah, it's a. It's like it's like a. It's like a stroller falling down the stairs. Like, <laughs> it'll always make me laugh. It'll always make me laugh. A stroller? A stroller. Oh, my God. A stroller rolling okay, down so the stairs. That, that humor is similar to like a dead baby joke then. Because a stroller, no, that's there's dark. there's no baby there. in it. Oh, there's, there's no, no baby. baby. Oh, no, there's no oh, baby in I it. I got so worried. There's no baby in the stroller. The baby's fine. The stroller is just rolling down the stairs. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. No. Babies. Ugh. Gross. Poop machines. Um, Petri dishes. That's what they Yeah, are. exactly. Just, ugh. Just. Soft spots on their head. I don't trust that. 
You know, it's like I won't eat an apple if it has a soft spot. I'm not going to hold a baby. <laughs> you, Mary, you know, somebody should film you for a couple days uh, and and we should yeah. see what your life is really like. Oh <laughs> like just like a time lapse of me laying on the couch, <laughs> getting up, uh, seeing what's in the fridge. Quoting Poseidon Adventure. Yeah. Right, right. To nobody. Yeah, talking to Marco. Uh, be very interesting. Like, eh, I guess I'll go masturbate. Let me turn the camera off. Um, I mean, in many ways, the UK COVID special, I thought was... It, I mean, it wasn't as produced, right? Uh, but I thought it was... I thought it was a little bit more charming because we knew that the girls were making it themselves, right? I know that there was some footage by the girls for this, but there was so much of the orange-lipped, you know, confessional yeah. B-roll, uh, them, I just feel like I'd say about 15 minutes of this documentary was the queens kind of getting comfortable in their chairs. <laughs> oh, right. Turning off their phones, adjusting. <laughs> like, Yes, it was, uh, I mean, how many shots did I have to have of, like, Lala Ree taking a mask off? I was mm. like, just take it off. We get it. But they kept doing those, like, slow-mo shots of taking the mask off. And that was, that was weird to me. I was like, this is, like, I think the big difference, you know, talking about the UK special versus this was, like, the UK special did not take it as seriously as this did. This felt like a 2020 special, mm -hmm. whereas the UK special felt more like Drag Race UK. Like it, even even though it did cover like serious topics, like Veronica Green being you know stuck in bed and depressed, like it didn't it didn't kind of like just have a sort of glowy kind of sheen on it all. Like it got real, but it didn't feel there was no dramatic music. There like was no was dramatic the music. There was no, there were there were jokes. There were jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like this, it just felt like so much more serious and so much more, you know, uh, like th like there'd be cliffhanger, you know, cliffhanger commercial oh, breaks. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like I think it was Rosé. Like oh, I'll tell you about that when I get back. You know. Right, right. Yeah. It was things yeah. like that, and we just had no idea. Whoosh. Right. won't get these queens down you know it's like okay all right with the commercial breaks with the with the stingers you know yeah yeah well you um, know i guess that's it's vh1 it's hollywood i do think um i i, I appreciated olivia lux's kind of charm i thought got looked so cute in that little shirt Ugh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah they i mean it was fun to kind of see these like you know queens well out of drag queens who didn't need to be drag ready you know mm -hmm. um you always expect a little more facial hair, but right. I think there was like, it, I guess it was like the, the video of Candy Muse getting the call and she had like a white beard. It was, oh, it was quite a luck. Uh, Interesting. But I don't know. I kind of always loved that. I, I love when, I guess I feel like the UK special had more of that of like the Queens, like really looking like they were in lockdown. Mm, you know? I like that too. Right. I, mm. it was a little too shiny. I, who was it? Uh, I wanted more of Kamora Hall. I wanted more story with the boyfriend. I know that she yeah. talked about the parents, uh -huh. but we didn't get any update on the boyfriend. Um, no, yeah, so, that's what I wanted to hear about. I wanted to see him. I wanted to like make judgments. And yeah. again, none of my business. Absolutely none of my business. And I wanted to know more. And I wanted to know. Yeah, 
There's a lot of things I want to know that are none of my business. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was interesting to see the queens that left, right, uh, you know, uh, to come back for this COVID special. You got more of them, right? You got more Tamisha and uh-huh. even her story, just like that she did get COVID, right? Um, yeah. And then Kimora and Joey J. And I, I feel like there's others that got eliminated that I can't remember right now. But <laughs> I think that's it because I think only four of them. I think it was just Kimora, Joey, uh Cherry Valentine, no, that's right. Lala, Lala, and Tamisha. Um, Those yeah. are the only queens I think that have been eliminated so far. Because there's eight, right? There's eight left, or no? Is there nine left? I think there's nine left. Oh, because there was a double. There was a double save, not a double yeah. save, because uh, because uh, uh, Candy came back to the competition. Yes. <laughs> yes. Candy. Yeah. Whoa! Whoa! Wait a minute. Yeah. Whoa! Whoa! Wait a minute. Wait a minute. She got wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Put your mask back on, Candy. You're not. Right. We're not done with you yet. Oh yeah, right. I did send love, you out into the world yet. I did love knowing that the crew um, applauds them as they're walking through the lot. I, you know, there's yeah, something very was... sweet about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is something about that. I mean, I won't. I will not comment on the use Don't. of those plastic yeah, face it's fine. shields. It's fine. It was back then, but yes, I know. I know, man. I just like I just don't like. <laughs> It is, it is like so it is like beyond a half-assed effort it's like then don't even bother like mm. why are you it's like as if you're using it to shield the sun from your eyes it makes sense for the crew because the other girls are not wearing uh, mm-hmm. anything but yeah no i get it mary it's okay that's that's for an only mary's discussion that's, a, that's an unpopular <laughs> opinions episode if you want to hear my full thoughts it's patreon.com slash all right mary for sure for sure um well mary you know um we're we're about halfway through this season <laughs> not even yeah no that we are we are not even we are in the we're in the first lord of the rings book <laughs> I don't know how many of those books there are. Three, are there three book, three books, three movies. They, they there's that up? there's there's three books, and three movies. That's correct. With The Hobbit, there's one book and like five movies. Mm, right. And The Hobbit's a shorter book, if I remember. <laughs> it is. Go figure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. Oh, it's it's little. It's smaller. Um, uh, yeah. No. Um. Uh, it. We are. We are at the at the end of the Fellowship of the Ring. We're about to start the Two Towers. Uh, yeah. with, with Snatch Game next Snatch week. Snatch Game is definitely, yeah, that's definitely the two towers of Drag Race. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so we'll get through the two towers and a couple more episodes and then the return of the king, but we'll probably call it the return of the queen. Um, right. We'll, we'll be, you know, maybe the top top six, top five, you know. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, because I think, because there'll they'll likely be a top four in the finale. So I think, mm-hmm. like... Top five, top six is that we got to see who's going to be in that sweet spot. You know, mm. the top five, top six spot. Yeah, my my bet is on Utica, or as Joey J would call him, Utica. Uh, God, Joey, oh. Joey. Utica? I didn't. I oh, oh, did I didn't even hear that. Oh, I heard that. Uh, it was. I think it was right after Joey was like, "Yeah, we're such a close knit family, even Utica." And I was like, "You did not just call her Utica after saying right. you're such a close knit family." Anyway, it's my shady moment. I also noticed how often RuPaul was like, "My girls," when I, you know, if, what I had to do for my girls, or what my girls had to go through to be here. This oh, my yeah. girls kept sticking out. I was like, ugh. My girls. I wonder what they're saying in their group text about all that. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, all right, Rue, what I'm going to do is I'm going to line up 
three of them out in drag out of drag what's her name what's her name do you know what her name is no i mean you know listen you're giving me the same energy as buffy the vampire slayer when she goes oh yeah clap (laughs) i don't know that reference but yes that's me That's the movie, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I know we're not supposed to talk about that one because of Christy Swanson, but whatever. It's still a good movie. Um, and anyway, yes, that's the energy. I feel like you're not supposed to talk me. about Buffy either way because then there's Joss Whedon. Well, but if you're not talking about Buffy, you're not talking about Charisma Carpenter. You're not talking about uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. You're not talking yeah. about uh, Anthony Stewart Head. You're not talking about how much we hated the character of Dawn. Um, you know, I you're mean, missing all right? of that. <laughs> Uh, Here's my Dawn impression. Are you ready? Get out, get out, get out! That's my Dawn impression. So, Well, I will rely on the Marys to let me know what that means. <laughs> Good. Uh, <laughs> all that makes me think of is Yara Sophia doing her, uh, her stand-up impression as the uh, little short woman who had some uh, oh, the troublesome poop problems. Sex. Yes, poop problems. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> God. Get out, get out, get out. I think is is the the, the there's like uh there's rumors now about All-Star 6 being on, not rumors. It's been confirmed that All-Star 6 is going to be on Paramount Plus, not Showtime. Yeah. Paramount Plus. Um we will be watching it because, you know, we'll we'll get the We'll, we'll we'll get our accounts because you know it'll be the Matreon money that's paying for that. But uh, yeah, we'll 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 get an account to watch it. But I feel bad. I'm just kind of like, okay, um, you know, part of me was excited when it went to Showtime because I was like, okay, no commercials, and I can mm-hmm. watch it whenever I want. More cursing, maybe more boobs, you know, um, right? Maybe more sex jokes. But I, you know, who knows what's gonna happen to the pit crew? Um, and I am excited for Paramount Plus kind of taking that over. I do wonder. You know, it's I mean, there's just like a whole bunch of people that aren't going to be able to watch it. So, again, it's like, yeah. we're in a pandemic and less people are going to watch your season. All Star Six. Yeah, I mean, I I normally just buy the seasons on like Amazon Prime because mm-hmm. I don't. So I'll probably just I don't think I'm going to get a Paramount Plus login. I mean, oh, do you think they'll be available on Amazon? Oh, yeah, because I mean, I feel like the seasons are still like you're still able to like buy the season passes on, on other. I, I assume I hope. That's what I'm banking on because I kind of feel like, well, if you don't have Paramount Plus, like, well, Mary, I feel like you're gonna have to because it's it's like a Wow Presents Plus. Wow Presents Plus is not on Amazon Prime, so oh, I think oh. you're gonna have to watch it on Paramount Plus. Ah, oh. oh. that's all I have to. say All I have to that. say is cry and cut, Mary. Cry and cut. I just, I don't want to buy another subscription. Now I'm whining. Now I'm literally whining on a podcast. This is compelling content. Uh, Yeah, you're going to have to, and it's only for a couple months, and it'll be okay. (laughs) These are difficult problems. We're in the middle of a pandemic. How dare they? How dare they? Um, How dare they? I think we're at the end of a pandemic. I do think, though. I think we are coming towards the end of it. Um, Although the mental health issues are are coming, but, like, you know what I mean. Right. I think this series of books, maybe we're at the return of the queen for for the pandemic, Mm. but then there's going to be... You know, maybe it'll be like Star Wars. Then there's like, oh, yeah, but now there's this story and now there's the Mandalorian. You know, like, I feel like we still have the mental health Alorian to get through, you know? I know nothing about Star Wars. That may have been a real leap. Uh, no, you're, you're fine. You're fine. The thing with The Mandalorian is that it is a 
it's a TV show and it lives in between two major stories. So it lives in between uh, the return of the Jedi, which is um, episode six, right? Like that's the last one that, mm. you know, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and uh, yep. you know, the, the, the third the movie other yes. with the sixth yes. story. Right. Yeah. And then, and then Mandalorian happens uh, that, you know, that story. And then the, uh, the the last installment, the last three movies, uh, seven, eight, and nine happen. Uh, Force Awakens, with Daisy Ridley. Yo, oh God, with that. my fucking faves. Yes, I love yeah. that cast yeah. so much. And I know people are like, Blech, the originals are better. It's just like you know what, Mary, just enjoy it. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't watch any Star Wars. I mean, I have a I have a deep appreciation of Carrie Fisher, but probably for other reasons, but I love that she's in it. Um, <laughs> yes. So like, you know, yes. I, I, sh- I have no, I have no horse in the star Wars race. That's okay. I don't think I do either, but I do go, I did go to see the movies and uh, I, I really enjoyed Daisy Ridley. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. So. All right. Well, you know, we're going to be canceled for one reason or another this episode. This is correct. It might be that. This is that might be the way. That might be what it was. Maybe all of my frustration about you know social distancing, people won't give a shit. But the fact that you like Daisy Ridley, that might be the. This might be the last episode we do. You know, yeah, maybe. Maybe we'll break the podcast. Well, with that, Marys, we're going to end our thoughts there. Um, if you have any thoughts on this COVID special, um, you can reach out to us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at allrightmary. Uh, you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or tasteofreality.com slash allright-mary. You can find me on Instagram at Johnny Alto or on Twitter at Johnny Also one And you can hear more of me on In the Details, a celebration of nuance, or Best Supporting Podcasts, a celebration of Best Supporting Actresses. And you can uh, cancel me on Twitter at Colin Drucker or Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And of course, you can get much more of both of us at patreon.com slash allrightmary, including our continuing recaps of Drag Race UK, and at our $10 only Mary level, uh even more unpopular opinions about season 13 and and topics and conversations we are not sharing with our free skate marys so um that's where we would share them so we're not trying to be exclusive but you know (laughs) uh well mary i we did not discuss a last chance lip sync for this episode um no we didn't did you have any ideas any pop into your head um should we do rather be but by (gasps) just glenn and (laughs) Oh my God! By Clean Bandits, Jess Glynn. Oh, I yeah. love that. I love that. Yeah. I don't know. And this is no. only yes. And for anyone who's not listened to our Drag Race UK recaps, this may seem random, but uh, we're we're making good on on a uh, recent mistake. Oh yeah, I totally fucked up. And you know what? We're allowed to fuck up sometimes. I hope so. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll do rather be. I love it. Perfect. All right. All right. Well, uh, because uh, there are many places I'd rather be. <laughs> there. There's a contextual connection. I love it. All right, Marys. We'll talk to you later. Totsines. We're a thousand miles from comfort. We have traveled land and sea. But as long as you are with me, there's no place I'd rather be.
Kyoto to 